Hi, this is Pastor Mike Gordon, and welcome to Bethel Brandon's Sunday Message. For more information about this podcast and more resources, visit us at BethelBrandon.ca. We're doing a series which is called The Journey Back. That um, when I give my heart to Christ... It's kind of the beginning of the journey, and, and God is continuing to work on me. So, so there are certain ways and certain areas that we're kind of on this journey, this journey of healing, this journey of, of God moving and proving, and, and, you know, we're on a journey back from this pandemic. Let's hope that it quickly gets over with so we can continue to have church inside. Uh, we're on a journey spiritually. We're on a journey. We're on a journey relationally and uh, we're on a relation uh, from the re- uh, return for, from the uh, the journey of relationship and and of of hurts and we're all on this pathway where God is continuing to work and God in his love pursues us and and his desire to work and minister um, in our lives and so up until this Thursday I was not going to preach this message and sometimes um, what happens is I've got an intention to speak in another way, and then God somehow in the middle of the night speaks to me. And, and when that happens, what happens many times is I get the feeling that God is wanting to say something at this particular time to maybe one or two individuals. And so um, this may be one of those messages that is directly for you, and, and I'm praying and trusting that, that um, God will use it. And uh, it certainly is something that is relevant to all of us at certain times in our lives. And I want to talk about um, the journey back from weariness. The journey back, the journey back from exhaustion. And um, there's a passage in scripture, particularly in the book of Matthew, where, where Jesus begins to talk. And he begins to talk about being weary. He begins to talk about being heavy laden. And uh, in Matthew chapter 11, um, verse 28, He says this, he says, Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened or heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He goes on to say in verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A number of years ago, I preached on this sermon. And um, what I did is during the sermon, I got a backpack full of heavy books, and I put it on my back, and I carried this heavy boulder, the whole message. I wanted to kind of make an illustration. I thought about doing the same thing, and then I thought, you know, I was a lot younger guy when I did that sermon illustration before. I don't know if it's such a good idea to do it now. Um, So I decided not to. So just kind of picture me kind of with a backpack with heavy books and a big rock in my hand. Because to be honest with you, that's how we feel sometimes. Sometimes we go through life with that heavy burden and we can't really explain it and we just kind of go on and on. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in a situation where you are not sure if you will be able to make it through? Some of us probably have. I remember a time distinctly a number of years ago where that happened to me. And at that time, uh, I was in a little bit better shape. 
Uh, I always like to ride my bike. I ride my stationary bike at home every day. Uh, I've just gotten my, my mountain bike out to go cracking around as the weather gets warmer. You wouldn't think. Yesterday it was like in the mid-20s. Um, but one thing that I really enjoyed doing was I like to re ride my street bike. Well, me now riding that street bike is not good, so I kind of have plans to maybe lose a few pounds so I can get back on it. But a number of years ago, I used to do long tracks, about 50 kilometers, and I and, uh, really enjoyed it. And I remember one particular time I went out on this one ride, and it was about 50 kilometers that I was riding. And it was at the end of the summer, and the problem was I took this long route, but you ever find that at the end of the summer, it gets dark really, really quickly? Well, that's what happened to me. All of a sudden, I got caught, and I was about 15 kilometers from home, and I realized that night was going to come before I got home. And I was tired. I was whipped. And, all, and my bike wasn't equipped for, um, for night driving. I had a few reflectors, but I didn't have any flashing lights or anything. And I realized that as I was riding my bike, that there were a lot of cars that were getting close to me because they, they just saw me as they were coming up upon me. And I just remember thinking, I don't know if I have enough energy to get home. And, and it was dark and, and I couldn't see and people couldn't see me. And all of a sudden I just felt alone on that highway and it just took forever to get home. And I you know, began having these thoughts of somebody hitting me in the middle of the night while I'm riding my bike and... and the feeling of being alone, the feeling of being overwhelmed, like that's, that's what it's all about when you talk about exhaustion. And perhaps you have felt it's kind of the, it's kind of that overwhelming feeling that you have. And not only that, it is the, is the feeling of dread that you don't know you can do anything about it. You're aware of your limit, limit your limitations and when we read that chapter in Matthew chapter 11, I think that's what the people were at that time. This is why Jesus said what he said, because it resonated the fact that they were um, weary, heavy laden, as it were. So what I wanted to do, if I could, is perhaps give the same invitation that Jesus gave when he, when he had talked about it. But to understand this passage, I think that there's four ways that you do it. You can talk about the setting uh, we can talk about the source, we can talk about the scriptures, and then the solution. And so for those of you kind of are writing notes or whatever, that's kind of what I wanted to do. The setting basically talks about what exactly was Jesus talking about when we read Matthew chapter 11. Well, what was happening was that Jesus was referring to the heavy burden that the, the Pharisees, the religious people at that time, were placing upon the people. And um, it was such a big thing. And uh, 10 chapters later, he basically says, hey, what are you scribes and Pharisees? He says, you heap all these things on people's lives and you don't even lift a finger to help them. And, and so there's some key words that are used in this passage, which kind of brings light to the whole message. He uses two words. He uses the words weary and heavy laden. And as you look at the original language, they, they actually tell us something. Weary, when it talks about that, it's talking about it's talking about toil. It's talking about people who have worked really hard. If you, Perhaps you work at the, the hospital over the last uh, couple of months, and so you spend a double shift, and you're driving home from a double shift, and your back is sore, and your feet are throbbing, and you just come into the house, and you throw your keys on the counter, and you just kind of plop yourself on the couch because you're just exhausted. 
That's kind of what the original meant when it says, when you are weary. It's talking about work. It's talking about toil. The second part is, it's talking about heavy laden. And it's not just talking about one late, but it's talking about a whole bunch of things that are piled on top of each other. I, I thought of this, if, if you ever go to Home Depot and you've got that one guy who's there and he orders 15 bags of cement and he orders uh, 16 sheets of drywall and about 42 by fours and he figures that he can put it in the back of his pickup truck. And it is so heavy laden that you, you can hardly see the difference between the wheel well and the wheel. It's just, it's just piled down or perhaps you're in the trucking industry and it's just like the heaviest. It's, it's this level of absolute heaviness which it's talking about. And the term yoke confuses some of us when we talk about it. The original meaning for, for yoke was that kind of heavy piece of wood that you put around the collar of the ox so they could steer them along. But yoke at that time also had another meaning. Yoke was a term that many people used when you submitted yourself to a particular rabbi or teacher and you embraced their worldview and you embraced their philosophy of life. And that's why Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He's kind of talking about this whole aspect of committing your way to a person's philosophy or a person's way of thinking. And, and this is what he's talking about. And whatever the case is, basically he was talking about this, is that the emotional, physical heaviness was translating to heaviness to the soul. Have you ever really considered the fact that some of the heaviness that you might be experiencing may equate to some of the heaviness that you might be experiencing in your soul. See, the question we ask ourselves now is not whether you are burdened. The question we ask ourselves is in what area, where is it that I'm feeling the heaviness or the burden the most? Like, of course, there's like the spiritual, the, sorry, the, the burden of, of sin. There's and this may be the most important one to observe because sin doesn't just affect us here and now. Sin is the thing that affects us for eternity to, to go against God's moral law. And the Bible basically says this, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And like a lot of people tend to think that well, God is good and he loves me and so if I do more good things than bad things then I'm going to be okay. But the Bible doesn't say that at all. The Bible basically says that we're all guilty. That we're all bound for a lost eternity. So when Jesus died on the cross, he tried to deal with the level and the burden of sin. Because sin is a taskmaster. Sin will hold you down. If you don't know Jesus, if you're here and you're listening and you don't know Jesus... Chances are there is a burden of sin on your life that you don't have the fellowship with God that is available. And even if you do know Jesus and there is sin that happens, what happens is it overwhelms you. It will always be a burden. It will always be something that you are carrying on your own until you give it uh, to God. The, the, burden, the burden of sin. Well, there's not just the burden of sin. There's, just, there's even the burden of society. We're sitting here. You're listening to me from your car because there is a burden with this pandemic. You know, we're, we're kind of sitting here because we've been told that we're not able to, to, to meet in, a, in, in an indoor place for more than 10 people. And so that's a burden. And every time they seem to change 
the law, every time they seem to change the rules, it, it seems to add a burden to us. And just society in general, the fact that I want to provide for my family and I want to, I want to protect my family. And, you know, the things that I did to protect my family um, a number of years ago is different than the challenges that people have now before I had to kind of screen what my kids watched on TV and I had to watch out for predators that were walking around my neighborhood. But, but now you have to protect your kids from so many different areas of social media, so many things that are there, so many dangers that we have in our society. And, and um, I think the things that, the burdens that I carry in a society are different than, than perhaps what my wife carries as she looks at the family and as she tries to make ends meet. And, and there's people who, who are in a situation where they're just a single mom trying to do everything we can. And some people are just living under this huge, incredible burden. What about the spiritual burden? Like, spiritual burden is one that we're not supposed to have, but for some reason that we do. For some reason, as you get going in your faith, there seems to be something that takes place when we get into church life that, that all of a sudden it doesn't become actually serving Jesus and loving him. It becomes about the appearance of serving him and loving him. It becomes about the rules. It becomes about the etiquette. And, and all of a sudden it comes to the point where it doesn't matter whether I serve him as long as it looks like I'm serving him. And when that happens, we begin to cut corners in our spiritual lives and we no longer do things out of love like we used to and appearance of perfection becomes the thing and authenticity becomes secondary and soon we just play the part. Soon we lose the vulnerability to God that we need to grow and our faith becomes artificials and after a while we just find ourselves coming Sunday after Sunday and just playing the game. You ever played the church game? Let me just tell you something. I hate the church game. I don't know too many people who really like the church game. And for some reason, we just continue to play it. And I've come to realize sometimes that the greatest burdens that I carry are not the ones from the outside. Sometimes they're the ones from the inside. Sometimes they're not the ones that I get from other people. Sometimes they're the ones that I place on myself. The spiritual burden. How about just the success burden? We're just driven to be successful. We tie that in with spirituality. You know, sometimes we just kind of think, well, hey, look at, you know, if I can be successful, it'll just prove that God is on my side, that the sign of spirituality is, is, is the kind of car that I drive or, or how well I'm doing in my business. Or, or perhaps you grew up in a home where you had a mom or you had a dad, and they said, you'll never amount to anything. You're always going to be a loser. And so what you do is you spend the rest of your life trying to prove that individual wrong. The problem is with success, there's no destination. There'll always be another deal. There'll always be more money that you're going to have to get. You never get to the point. It'll always be a burden. What about the burden of just sustaining? I don't want to be successful, Pastor Mike. I just want to keep my head above water. I used to keep my head above water, but now it's not so easy. Things are more expensive. It seems like there's more things on the... On the uh, the agenda, things that I have to do. All of a sudden, my kids got asthma, or my child has asthma, and I need to buy inhalers for them, and I, and I need to buy glasses for them. And I've got hockey practice, I've got band practice, I've got dance practice. And before long, you just feel like a hamster on a wheel. 
the sustaining pressure of life. Maybe it's the burden of solitude. My son has been working in Ottawa, and because he does computer science, he has for the last year worked from his home, and he's single. And just the level of loneliness which exists, the burden that's created by it, and some of people who are here are just saying, I'm just so lonely. I just wish I could be with people. I had some type of connection. And then there's a the satanic lie that comes with the, with the burden of solitude, which basically says this, well, if I'm all by myself, then I don't think people even care. There's nothing, nothing true about it. Or what about just that, that burden that is special to you? All of a sudden, you just got a call from the, the doctors and the report's not good or there's a crisis that's going on in your family and it's a burden and something going on in terms of your budget and you're not too sure what to do about it. The Bible says, hey, we're supposed to bear one another's burdens, but you know what? The burdens that I'm bearing right now are absolutely so overwhelming that I can't even think of helping anybody else. I remember a few weeks ago just feeling a heaviness. And, and sometimes you just feel a heaviness and you don't even know what the heaviness is about. You just know that there's something that's there. And, and as I began to pray about it, I just realized that I was, I was just bearing heaviness for the church. That here I am, the pastor, and I'm, I'm wanting to help and I can't help. And I want the church to be successful and I want to see God work in the church. And I can't do it because there's all of these things. And, and every time they changed the rule, it just felt like that there was another weight that was upon uh, myself and, and maybe even the staff felt the same way and, and there were people who were sick and people were in hospital and I wanted to help and I wanted to visit but I couldn't visit and all of a sudden I just felt this level of heaviness because I wasn't able to, to do everything that I wanted to do. I was unable to do it and all of a sudden I just felt this burden, this burden of the church on my life. And the thing with exhaustion, the thing with weariness, the thing about being weary and heavy laden is this, is that you begin to live your life like it's a trapeze act. You know how you kind of see them swinging up in the air. You kind of see yourself trying to make the next thing work and then realizing that there's no net. Somehow it just seems like we're living without the net. And it just becomes dark, and we seem like we're far from home, and we're not too sure we can do it. And maybe this resonates with you. Maybe you're here, and you're sitting, and the heaviness of the situation is translating into heaviness of soul. It's amazing how sometimes the physical will leak into the spiritual. Pastor Mike, I'm just heavily burdened. I'm just feeling the weight I don't know exactly what to do. And it's not like I'm losing my faith in God. I'm, I'm praying every day and I'm reading my Bible. I kind of have my morning times with, with the Lord. But there's just an effect on my soul because I'm overwhelmed over whatever situation I'm going through. And that is why Jesus says what he says. Hey, you need to come to me. Anyone who's heavy laden, everyone is burdened, everyone who's working really hard and not really finding an end to it, not thinking you're going to be able to make it to the end of the line. 
And this is a special passage of scripture because it's the one time that Jesus addresses the situation where it's actually Jesus speaking. But the scriptures talk about this all the way through. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, You know, casting all your care on him because he cares for you. You know, my favorite verses, or one of my favorite verses is when it talks about this is that one in, in Isaiah chapter 40, which says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Have you read the few verses before that? Let me read this, Isaiah chapter 40, with a couple verses before. Verse 28 says this, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting, God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will, he will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary. Even young men stumble and fall. And then it says, but they that wait are put their hope in the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength and they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. The Old Testament uses the word sustain. He will sustain you. Psalm chapter 55, verse 22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let, never permit the righteous to be moved. And throughout the scriptures, God uses different terms, or the Holy Spirit uses different terms as the writers wrote out the Old Testament, uses, uses terms like um, faint not and uphold and, and wait upon. Psalm 41, or sorry, Isaiah 41, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. How about Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3? It says this, put on the garment of praise for what? The spirit of heaviness. Are you going through what might be termed a spirit of heaviness? Have you been walking lately with a pile of books in your backpack and maybe carrying this huge, heavy burden? Well, if you look at this passage, it gives a solution. And it gives it in four different ways. It talks about returning and replacing and reminding and resting first thing he says is come to me the old testament equivalent to that was hey come let us return to the lord and basically what it is saying is this god will not rip the burden from your hands he won't he won't allow himself to just do it god is a gentleman he's going to allow you um, to carry the burden as long as you feel that you need to carry it that's why it says, come to me. Hey, I'm willing to take care of it. And then what he does is he replaces it. You notice that, that Jesus says, hey, just kind of drop that burden down. Drop that yoke down. He doesn't say that. What he does say is this. Trade it with mine. Take my yoke upon you is what it says. And see, the thing is, there will always be a yoke. There will always be a, a view. There will always be something that you will subscribe to. And that's why Jesus is saying, listen, my burden is easy, it's light, it's sustainable. And then he reminds us, he says, I am gentle and humble in heart, and you're going to find rest in your souls. You notice there? He says, you're not just going to find rest spiritually. He says, you're going to find rest at a soul level. It kind of brings relief from stress and allows the body to heal, refreshes the body. Let me ask you a question. 
Are you in your car today heavy laden? Was the fact that I didn't have this message together until Thursday, the fact that God wanted to change things so that he could speak to you this morning, even if it's in a different situation, the Spirit of God still can move. Stanford University, um, when they were observing the health of the students, uh, came up with a term for people who were struggling Students who are struggling, they call it the duck, sun, the duck syndrome. You say, what's the duck syndrome? Well, the duck syndrome is that on the surface, on the lake, while the duck is up there, it looks nice and calm and peaceful. But underneath the water, there is frantic paddling, which is happening and, and, and taking place. And, and that's kind of what weariness looks like. You just feel like you're paddling. Everyone else thinks that everything is fine, but you're just frantically, frantically, frantically paddling to keep things going, to get from one place to another. I think I've been in ministry for over 30 years. Got married 34 years ago today, and I think it was within a year we started in a church in um, eastern Ontario, and in those 33 years, there have been a number of times uh, where I have gotten overly tired, exhausted. And at most of those cases, there was a crossroads that I hit where all of a sudden God began to speak to my heart. Not all of them, but at a few of them. And at all, in most of those occasions, there was a statement that I felt God speaking to me either through other people, through the Word of God, whatever. But it was a statement that was made like this. I never asked you to. <laughs> whenever I hit that time of weariness, whenever I hit that time of trouble, there was that voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to me, saying, I never asked you to. Remember there was one time it was like, I never asked you to sacrifice your family for the, your, uh, sacrifice your family for the ministry. I was working six nights a week. Coming to the church six nights. And all of a sudden something happened and I was so burnt out or getting to the point of burnout where God says, I never asked you to do that. I never asked you to be lonely in ministry. I never, I never made ministry so that it wasn't fun. But of the times where God has made that statement to me, I never asked you, it has always been one of these things. It's been like this. I never asked you to carry that burden. And... I don't know what happens with us as Christians and we want to help other people and we, we're going to try and do all these things. We're trying to minister whatever we wave. And somehow we just find ourselves extremely exhausted, either caring or just burdened with whatever event or circumstance. And sometimes it's the Holy Spirit that says, you know, I never asked you to carry that. It, what I want you to do is to give it to me. Come to me. Allow me to take care of it. Let me do the heavy lifting. It was tough enough when we were dealing with some of the stuff in a regular world. Now all of a sudden we're kind of dealing with stuff in the midst of COVID and we're not too sure what to do. And that's why, that's why it's an invitation. So as Jesus said 2,000 years ago, come unto me. My invitation for you today, this morning is this. To come to him.
God, I pray in Jesus' name that you will move with whoever is here. And God, I'm so thankful for who is here in the cars joining us for the, the drive-in service, even in the midst of rain and, and not the ideal circumstances. Or maybe there's people who are listening in the apartments or the houses that are, are nearby. And God, I'm just praying that, Lord, you will allow us the courage to hand things to you. Whatever it is, Lord, it might be a bad report. What it, it, it might be stress that we're having with our children, maybe stress in our family. I don't know. All I know, Father, is that you're wanting to minister deeply in our lives. And I believe, God, that you brought this word for us today, Father, to heal us, to breathe life into us. And so, Lord, I just pray the blessing of God. I pray, Father, that scripture upon us. I pray that as we drive home, Father, that that scripture will resonate with us. I pray, Father, that there will be a healing a healing ointment attached to that. We're just going to give you thanks and praise and ask God that you will do great things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Let's continue the conversation online. Visit us at BethelBrandon.ca or follow us on Facebook. Thank you.